Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Um, Sister OG, please come. She's going to take a song before um, we share the word. Thank you. I wish I could sing. I don't know how to sing. I make a joyful noise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, you want to use this? Praise the Lord. Um, The title of the song is You Are God. As I sing it, I just want everybody to focus on the lyrics and worship His name. Amen. Amen. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for arguments. You are God all by yourself. You've got times and seasons in your hands. Oh, you cause blind out of darkness. And you don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen to come. argument about it. He's got times and seasons in his hands. There's no argument about it. And once that's fixed in your heart, then you are fixed on him. Tonight we're going to be talking about being rooted and grounded in Christ. And I would um, want us to do the Isaiah chapter 50. Let's Let's rise up to take it. One, two, go. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season. To him who is weary, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as they learn. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. And so, Father God, we thank you for tonight. Just as we've spoken your word over ourselves, we would not turn away from your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to be talking about being rooted and grounded in Christ. And um, just in October, I wasn't supposed to teach today. I think I was scheduled for some time further down the road. Um, But... Sometime in October, after the incident that occurred, um, I was just, you know, I was really devastated. So I, I kept, yeah, as I drive, I ask questions, and I'm asking 
my numerous questions from God and I didn't have any answer. There was no answer that I could say, oh, this is it and this is my reason or this is not my reason. However, I think last week, Something happened. I was walking from home, and there was a lot of wind. It was so much. I had to go outside and get, and I think it was Thursday, to get the trash can in so they wouldn't be on the road. It was very, very windy. So I took the trash can to the backyard, and in the evening when I drove out around Lueta, I don't know, I'm not a geography person, but around Lueta, I saw that that wind blew down some fences and some trees. So I'm like, that wind was not, I I didn't think it was a lot, but it blew, it pulled the roots out. And from that, God started speaking to me. And I, I got to a point where I had to be praying that I am too grounded to be uprooted. I kept saying that to myself, that I am too grounded to be uprooted, which means I'm not going to even let no wind, no matter what the enemy is throwing at me, it's not going to root me out of where I am. So we're going to look at the scriptures that talk about this, and we're going to kind of try and break it down. That was my first encounter with this. And then I think on Saturday they called me and asked if I could share something. So this is what God's dealing with me on, and I just pray that it will be a blessing to you. Now... Um, let's open to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, uh, chapter 3, 14 to 17. There are two uh, main scriptures we'll be looking at back to back. I want to pick out certain words from those scriptures and then we'll try and break them down and apply them to ourselves. It says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Keep going. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, Go to the next verse. I want to complete it. I don't want to. 18, yes, ma'am. Did you get that? That you being rooted and grounded in love. Let's see what happens because you are rooted and grounded in love. May be able to comprehend with all saints... What is the width, the length, the depth, and the height of his love? Being rooted and grounded. I want us to first take those words, rooted, grounded. And of course, we all know that Jesus Christ is love. So you can replace in love, in Christ, you can interchange that there. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2, 4 to 8. says, now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, 
rejoicing to see your good order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. You therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. You've received him, walk in him. Rooted, how do we walk? We walk rooted, so it's like an oxymoron. You're walking, but you're rooted. I I mean, how do you do that? So we're going to look at how do we, you're supposed to be rooted and grounded, and then you're supposed to be walking as well. It says, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So there are certain words that we're going to just note in your notebook. Rooted, grounded, built up, established, and abounding. Those are like five words we're going to try and break down this evening. Beware lest anyone cheat you. That's verse 8. Through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you, every one of us, we are complete in him. I believe that many of us that come in for Wednesday Bible study, we know Christ. These uh, passages were written to Christians. But just in case you don't, this is actually for people who have asked Christ to be the Lord and Savior of their lives. And that he can have a right of way. I started looking at roots by definition in the dictionary. I discovered that there were so many kinds of roots. And that there are some roots that would be attached to another root. And uh, what do they call them? Um, There's a word for them. Let me find if I wrote it down. Uh, There are some parasitic roots. Do you know what that means? If you are a parasitic root, that means you don't make food for yourself. You don't know anything. You eat from your host. And so if the host dies, you're dead. (laughs) If the host dies, that parasitic root is dead. The root that God is asking us to develop, asking us to, to get into, is to be anchored. There was a song we sang tonight that was talking about being anchored. Being anchored to Christ makes it, it's an individual walk. Your father cannot anchor you to Christ. Your mom cannot anchor you to Christ. Your husband or your wife cannot anchor you to Christ. It's an individual work. If they did anchor you to Christ, then when they are no longer in the picture, they are no longer in Christ, then you're dead. Brethren, we're not, this is not a joke. We need to make sure that we are really deeply rooted. I started looking at the different roots of the different trees. Shrubs, for instance, or herbs, for instance. Their roots are not very deep. They are just kind of, they are things that maybe if I do my thing well, I can even pull it out. But I have a tree for those who have been maybe by my front yard in recent times. There's a tree in front of our house that when that winter storm occurred, I... It just killed all the leaves. My tree was the smallest on my street. A friend came by and said, Gladys, this tree is a shame. It's a disgrace. Can you just cut it off? So I told the guy who helps us with the grass, I said, you know what? Do you think it will still grow? He said, 
Maybe. I said, okay, don't cut it all off. Just cut it and leave a stump. I don't know if Pastor Larry remembers seeing that, but those who have been in front of my yard recently and are very observant would have noticed that it was just a stump there. So I left here and for months, you know, the winter storm occurred for a while. So for months, I wasn't seeing anything. So I, I called the guy again. I said, you know what? I guess I'll have to pay you now to actually take the whole tree out of the ground. Just a few, a couple of weeks ago or so, I started seeing some, uh, the leaves were, I mean, some things were sprouting out from the sides. Not the real main stump, but it was coming out. So I called my neighbor, who is very kind of handyman. She's a woman, but she knows everything. She can change uh, your brakes, can do so many things. So I called her. I said, Kathy, what do you think is happening? She said, I think the tree is growing again. I said, wow, I just told the guy to come root it out. She said, I don't think you need to. But you know when I traced the root of that tree that looks like it's dead? It's actually almost to the house. So... Because it's deeply rooted, when you are deeply rooted, in, when, when the tree is deeply rooted, that's why they can stand all the four seasons, uh, maybe two seasons in Texas, but that's why they can stand the, the four seasons and they don't die. Now, the things, the, the leaves could die because when you drive around Christmas, January, February, you see leaves are brown or dead or falling. It's like the tree is gone, but they're not. Come again. When spring comes again, they come back up. They are able to withstand the seasons. But those shrubs in front of your garden that you keep, those little flowers, just the first winter storm, they're all kind of gone. They're dead. However, God is asking us to make sure that our tentacles, our roots are deeply grounded. They, they are deep. They are deep enough. And what we are looking for is not just looking. When the tree is going down, it's looking for, for nutrients. When you put your manure and all that, it's looking for the nutrients. It's going down, digging deep. Where the, your fruits, you can share them. You know you can share the fruits. You can give fruits to people because you know fruits will come back again. But I don't think you can share your roots. If, you, if you're sharing the roots and you're the main person, then, then that person you're sharing it with is just going to be a nobody when you cut off. Brethren, God is asking us to dig deeper. Make sure that we're grounded. I looked up, up the word grounded. And the first thing he talked about was a pilot that is grounded. Pilot can't fly. Sorry, Mr. ABC. You are not allowed to fly. Can that pilot still fly? Does he know how to fly? Yes. But for this time, they've grounded him. The plane, they say we're grounding the plane. Maybe the company that owns the plane has committed some offense and they said, this plane is not flying from this place. It's grounded. It's there. It can fly. But it's not going to move. It's not going to move because it's grounded. So when you are grounded, then you're not moving. No matter what the condition is, you're not going to move from where you are. You are grounded. And I have never seen a tree that is rooted, uproot itself and say, I don't like it here at the Ark Fellowship anymore. I'm going to ABC because, no, you can't do that. Even as a child of God, 
I heard the testimonies of so many people in this church, so many that I've heard, maybe in small group. They all came to this church because God asked them to come. Okay. And I hope when people leave, God is actually asking them to leave. So you, you really need to know the roots. And it's only the owner of the tree. When you even choose to uproot that tree, maybe it's still a little tree, like we buy from all, all these um, uh, uh, garden places. Maybe it's still a small tree. But when you plant it, what you will notice first and foremost is that all the leaves will die because you've just moved it from its normal location into a new location. The leaves will fall away and then it will start getting its roots deep down again to get nutrients. Brethren, you want to make sure that you are planted by the Lord. He says we are his plantings, that you are rooted. And how do you get rooted? The manure, the word of God, the water, the prayers, all that, you're getting rooted. Make sure that when you're moving from one place to another, it's because God, not just church. I just use church as an example. It could be your job. Make sure you're moving because God said move. Make sure you're doing things because God is asking you to do. Because when you're actually grounded, you should stay put where you are. When you're walking past the tree, like when we walk into our house, that tree that looks like it's dead, the roots, I see traces of the roots going through the walkway. I'm walking on it. The tree is not crying and saying, Gladys, why are you stomping on me? As a matter of fact, in Africa, I don't know if I should say this, some people will pee by the tree. I don't know whether they do it here. <laughs> and the tree, the tree cannot tell them, why did you pee on me? So when you are grounded in Christ, when people do stuff to you, because you can hear people saying, oh, that brother looked at me somehow. That way, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. No. When you are grounded, you wouldn't even know that they looked at you somehow. The tree says, okay, I know my purpose. The root is saying, I know my, my purpose is to give nutrients to this body, to give nutrients to this tree. So I'm not going to be bothered about whether ABC stomps on me or whether ABC looks at me with one kind of eye or does something funny towards me. No, I'm not going to be moved by that. Some fun facts that I saw about roots. I've mentioned a few of them. Roots grow downward, personal, and they are peculiar to each plant. Roots cannot be shared. Please, they can't be shared. You can share your fruits. You can give people apples from your tree. You can give them whatever you want to give them. You know, um, the vegetables that we use, we cook, many of them, you can share them. They can be the leaves from a tree. You can share all that, but you can't share the roots. Uh, and if you're sharing somebody else's roots, go get your roots down because if that person leaves or moves, then you go you know, starve to death. That's, I mean, that's just the science behind it. The growth of roots is random, but they grow faster and branch more in areas where soil conditions are favorable. The soil condition has to be favorable. Uh, the parable of the sower in Matthew, I think, 13, says that the uh, sower went to sow and he, he was sowing and some of them fell on the rock. And the, 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 he grew a little bit, but he didn't have depth. And because he didn't have depth, when the um, 
issues of life came, when the troubles of life came, he kind of dried it up, killed it. He couldn't, he couldn't, because he didn't have depth. Those that had depth, they, they faced the same weather conditions and they continued to live. So brethren, it's really important that this root thing be registered in our hearts. I think God is speaking to me. Uh, I'm just sharing what, uh, what God was saying to me in my own personal life. And I pray that he blesses you. The growth of roots is not towards the water or fertilizer. Instead, they grow around these areas as it promotes growth. Now, if you take a real big a tr- a plant that is supposed to grow into a big tree, and you plant it in a small location, in a small space, it will, the roots will only go as far as you allow it, as far as that space is. So if you don't put it, then you, you begin to think that that tree was meant to be like just a shrub because it didn't have the space to grow deep as it ought to. But if it gets the space and the right environment, then it's going to grow really, really deep. And some of these roots are deep, as deep as even the height of the tree from what I read. And that just brings to my mind, I, I know maybe my mom will remember this. Um, when I was growing up, we had, my dad had a home where we lived in Lagos. And um, he just realized that the back of the house was kind of a big space of land. And he said, I'm going to put what we call a boy squatter behind there. So he did not call the professionals. He called, <laughs> he called some of the bricklayers and said, put that in. And there was a valley right behind our house. And those guys came and they built a fancy two-bedroom apartment just back there. But we were all in the main house. Then one storm came. <laughs> and the whole thing fell apart. And so we woke up to see the damage the fence, the house was half broken, and we were all like this. Thank God nobody was staying here. What would we have said if somebody rented this place and was living there, which was not my dad's intention? So we woke up to that kind of uh, thing. So my dad said, I think I'm going to get the engineers to do this job. So when they came, they kept digging. They kept digging. And then they put like concrete. I mean, it was solid. You could walk on it before they even built the house on top of that place. I think they built that thing when I was 11. So it's over 40 years now. There's no storm that has taken that thing down. So when you are not deeply rooted, then any storm of life can take you out. And, but when you are deeply rooted, like those big trees that you see, they are deeply rooted. That's why when these storms, snow will come, winter will come, all the weathers will come, and they are still standing. And that's what God wants us to be. To be people who will be standing, be rooted and grounded in Christ. Make sure that you are anchored, because when you are rooted, you should be holding on to something. And Christ is that cornerstone. You are holding on to him, you are, you are digging deep. That means you are not doing it, the roots now, they're not digging deep because I can't see the roots. So it's not a fancy thing. You can be a preacher and not be deep. It's not something that other people can see. They can't see it. It's between you and God. So you can pretend to be deep. 
It's when the things of life occur. That's when we know whether you are deep or not. I don't know if you're understanding me. When the issues of life, I was talking with um, Toju, Omari, and um, Gracie during all this event, and I was shocked. Seriously, I was shocked at the depth that these kids had. I was saying, how old are these kids? My cousin called me and said, Auntie, because she's my cousin's daughter, so in Africa we call a lot of people aunties and all that. She said, she said Auntie, were those the kids playing keyboard and playing uh, the singing and all that on that platform? I said, yes. She said, I'm, I'm dazed. She's been here once, so she's seen them before. Even the words that were coming out of their mouths were encouraging me. That's what it is when you are rooted. You are not, you, you are immovable. We're going to get to that. You are immovable. When you are rooted in Christ, then you are immovable. You know when something is immovable, let everything be coming at you. Let them be coming one by one. Like my mom was asking the other day, how, how long? These things are just over and over again. It's like a, a, in a, like a battle. I said, don't worry. It's for me to be digging deeper and making sure my roots are anchored on Christ. So let's look at, um, to be rooted means to be entrenched. To be deep, firm, dug in, established. Those are powerful words. Fixed and firmly implanted. And only God can plant you. Only God can call you to Christ. Only God can. And that's the first thing. When you come to Christ, he plants you. He puts you in. But you need to dig. And that's with the help of the Holy Spirit. With the help of reading the word. If you don't understand it, ask the Holy Spirit. He will teach you. He promises to teach you, to teach us, to show us what we need to do. And when he shows you, that's another thing. Make sure you're, do, you're doing it. Sometimes the Holy Spirit says, do something. Oh, I'm so tired. Pray for ABC. Oh, God, let me just pray on my bed and then you sleep. Mm-mm. If he says pray, jump up. He's going to give you the strength to do it. If he says study the word, maybe there's something he wants to show you there that you can use in your life or share with somebody else. Do it. At the time, he's asking you to do it. Obedience. I teach my kids in Sunday school. Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe. If you don't obey God, then you don't believe. It's, um, it's just a lie that we are telling ourselves. To be grounded is to prohibit or prevent. You know, when you ground a kid, you take their phone off them. It's like you're grounding them. The phone is still working. It's still in your hands. It's effective. You can make calls from it, but it's no longer in their hands. And it could be in their hands even, and you can call AT&T or whatever company and say, stop the call. I was laughing. My friend was telling me she has a college-age kid, and the girl is in school, refused to call her for like three weeks. She calls her and says, Mom, I'm busy. She just swipes, Mom, I'm busy. So the mom calls T-Mobile and says, Hey, guys, turn off that phone for me. So the girl uses WhatsApp and calls the mom and says, Mom, phone isn't working. He said, it's WhatsApp. You use WhatsApp now. Keep using it. Oh, I need my real phone. He said, oh, sorry, baby. That phone, I got it for you so you could contact me, and I couldn't even reach you. Therefore, you don't need the phone. So let's use the WhatsApp. But that's just a side joke. (laughs) Your phone could be grounded and be in your hands, and it's not working. It's not doing what it's supposed to do, like that lady was doing to the daughter. So 
Make sure that you are, you are grounded. That means everything you're doing is coming from Christ because you are anchored to Christ. And Christ is not going to tell you to do something contrary to the scriptures. Uh, yesterday at our small group, we were talking about forgiveness. Uh, Christ is telling you to forgive someone because you feel they've offended you so much. You can't forgive them and you're feeling that way. Christ is asking you to forgive them. Then you're not wanting your roots to be deep. Because if he's telling you to do something and you're not doing it, then that's disobedience. And you know who hurts the most? It's even me if I refuse to forgive you. The other person, you know the funny thing, could be walking free and didn't even know they offended you. They're walking free and they're having their hallelujah party. And then you are saying, you, at the sight of them or at the sound of their, vo- of their names, you get all riled up inside of you. You can't pray. You, you, you are just, you know, not effective. So you don't need that. Please, let's, um, let's, uh, let's beware of that. Now, uh, I don't want to open to Isaiah 41, um, 18, but it talks about the trees that God wants us to be. Trees like cedar trees. Those are real big trees that have deep roots. Not the shrubs, not the herbs, not my bitter leaf uh, plants in front of my house. Not that. That one, I can use a knife and cut it off myself. I, I can root it out myself. That's not what God wants us to be. He wants us to be trees that even when I called the guy who cut the tree, they, didn't even, they couldn't get the roots. The thing is growing back again because he went to, it's like, he went, uh, you know how military people will go and, you know, do their thing again and uh, kind of energize themselves, uh, chant themselves or do whatever they need to do to go back to the battlefield, retrain themselves. I think that root was retraining itself and now it's sprouting out again as a plant. Roots make you unmovable, but they find direction under the ground. They, they go deep. They, they find the food. They are able to find it. So if you are deep, if you are grounded, you will find food in the presence of God. Um, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. If I know one um, employer that never owes, it's God. If God is asking you to do something for someone or do something for the church or do something anywhere you are, be rest assured that he's going to pay you back. He's going to give you back full measure. Pastor Larry was talking about it. Full measure, was that on Sunday? Full measure, pressed down, shaking together, he would give you back. He doesn't owe anybody. So he's saying that we should be steadfast. Being steadfast means being immovable. That means it doesn't matter what's happening around you. It doesn't matter what people are saying or doing to you. You're going to be immovable. Uh, Pastor Mike was mentioning what has happened at other maybe Assemblies of God churches, that they were saying that our church was 
really, really good because there have not, not been complaints and stuff like that going on. That is very, very good. What that tells me is that we have many rooted people here. We're just going to keep going deep down. We have many rooted people that are not looking for, oh, he offended me because pastor is not here, because this, that, oh, because that, because I'm not going. No, we are so rooted and determined to carry on the work that God has called us to do. And remember, you can't be a parasitic root. You've got to be an individual root that is digging deep and holding on to Christ. God needs us to be that and even more. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I looked up that word abound. That means you're abiding. That means abound means a lot too. So abounding in the work of the Lord, that means you're busy doing the work of the Lord. It does, it's not what we see oh. You got, I'm talking like an African now. It's not just what you see. I see you cleaning the church. I see you preaching. I see you um, cleaning the bathroom. That's not the only work. There's work of prayers. There, there was a woman in the Bible that prayed until she saw Jesus. And then she knew her time was up. There was a man that prayed and saw Jesus. They knew their time was up. There were people that prophesied things. And Hebrews 11 is full of stories of people that did great work. Some of them never saw the things that they were believing God for. But they believed God until they died. They believed God. They believed, Pastor Goodluck believed God that we were going to go to Africa. We were going to do ABC everywhere. He mentioned so many countries. He probably didn't get to see the full picture. But we are going to push that picture and we're going to see it happen in our lifetime. So, and the only way we can do that is being deeply rooted. Not just in activities, in prayers. How many of us look at those maps and pray? And say, hey God, we want to see you. Those green dots there. It took me a while to know what those dots meant. In church. I mean, I've been coming here for, I think, almost a year before I realized that. Okay, what, what's the meaning of those dots there? Brethren, we need to pray that vision through. And we can only do that when we are grounded. And we can pray our right when we are grounded. And we are lining up with the plan of God. God has a plan. God's plan. Um, I was listening to a man of God and he said, The kingdom of God is not dated 2,000 years ago. He said the church, the church is like 2,000 years ago. The church was birthed 2,000 years ago. He said the church is inside the kingdom of God, not the kingdom, inside the church. So what we are talking about is eternity. It's eternal. The plan of God. God is the only one that knows when your own spot. He has, you know, when people act their dramas, you know when to come on stage and act your drama and go act your part and go. You haven't finished your part. That's why you're still here. And the only way to complete your part, I can tell you Pastor Goodluck finished his race because he ran that race with a passion. I spoke with him and he told me he would rather die here doing this. And that's what he did. He kept pushing. 
with his last breath, he kept pushing. Brethren, we're going to push. I don't care. We're going to push until we finish our own segment. Individual segment. Remember, it's an individual root thing. It's not joint. Even my boys that are twins, they're different. I mean, if you live with them, you know how different. One doesn't like eggs, one likes eggs. One doesn't like this, one likes this. Totally different. But they had the same placenta. But they're different. Talk less of me and you. We're different. And God is asking us to have that our roots deep down in the ground. So that no wave of doctrine. Let's read Matthew. Matthew says, Matthew 13 says, um, I think I, I, I copied it out here. Matthew 13, I think the last part, the explanation of the parable of the sower. It says, therefore here the parable, I, I assume that we all know the parable of the sower. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away that what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he, verse 20. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. We all shout hallelujah. I shout when I hear a good word. I shout, I raise my hand, I dance, and all that. <laughs> he said, we receive it with joy, yet he has no roots in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word and the cares of this world, maybe there's no food at home, maybe... The bills are not being paid. Whatever the persecution is, whatever the stress is, and then you look at an unbeliever, it looks like it's working for them. Some of us even think that the unbeliever life is even better. I don't have anything to be proud of even as a Christian. The fact that Christ saved you, Christ saved you and called you amongst, the, he called you out of sin and darkness. I mean, if there's no other thing he does, we can keep shouting that hallelujah till we meet him in glory. He says, he, say, he says, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. They're actually choking the word out of that person. And it becomes unfruitful. When I was talking with a friend this afternoon, I was just sharing some of this with her. She said, Gladys, some of those roots are even dead already under the ground. I said, you know, I never thought about that. She said, she said those, those trees that fell, they, some of their roots were already dead. And they didn't even know it, but they were still pretending to be fine. So we're going to check in ourselves. Are those roots truly anchored to Christ? And the only way to check, the only person that can tell you, I can't tell you because I can't see it. I'm probably walking all over you. I didn't even know. And as a grounded person, as a rooted person, I probably will not take offense. If I feel that I have offended you, I usually will walk up to you and say, I hope I didn't offend you by what I said. But do you know there are so many times I can offend somebody and I don't even know? The person knows I offended them. And if they keep holding that in their heart against me, like we learned yesterday, at our, then they are not going to have their relationship in tune with God. And I'm walking free because I didn't know I offended them. So let's make sure that those roots are really deep so we can be fruitful. 
Because it's only when the roots are really getting the nutrients, that's when you can see the apple comfort. The flowers will blossom. But if the roots are not getting the nutrients, then nothing is going to be happening up there. It's going to be a dead tree. Nothing. I wouldn't have seen those, uh, the tree sprouting back up uh, in my yard. Because if the root was not getting anything down there, then that's the end. One day I'll just see that it dies a complete and total death. And that's how Christians are. Sometimes we don't know that people are going through stuff and their roots are kind of shallow. They're shallow Christians. They are not deeply rooted. It's okay if you're a baby Christian and you're just, you know, learning. But if you've been saved for some time now, please go to God and ask him to implant you he's the only one that plants we are the plantings of the lord he will plant you and then you keep digging deep there used to be a bible study called digging deep in africa you keep digging deep and as you dig deep the holy spirit will keep pushing you down it it might be painful can you imagine if those trees were like human beings when we buy them and we are planting them we're shoving that shovel, we're digging and putting them in. You stay here and then put uh, stuff to keep them down. Uh, and sometimes some stones around the tree, some, you know, we say it's fancy, but sometimes it, it will block air from getting to them if they were human beings. But God is asking us that regardless of what is happening around us, regardless of how we feel about it, just be grounded. When you're grounded as a pilot, it doesn't mean you can't fly. You can still fly. But for right now, God is saying, stay put, be steadfast, be grounded, be rooted. So I want to just beg the church. Um, I thank God for this opportunity. I want to beg every one of us. Before you uproot yourself, ask God. I have made up my mind. I am too grounded to be uprooted. That's my own. I changed it and I keep praying that prayer. I am too grounded to be uprooted. So no matter what Pastor Bill does to me, he can't chase me out of here. No matter what anybody does, nobody's going to move me out of here because they didn't bring me here. God planted me here. And I'm going to stay here until God says move. I'm not saying if God says move, don't move. No, that's our master. There must be something he's asking you to go do. But make sure that you're hearing from God, not from the outside. Or because, oh, the person who brought me to church, who invited me the first time, uh, is leaving. So I'm going to leave. Then you're a parasitic root. Yeah. So you need to get your own roots. Yes, somebody invited me to fellowship the first time. Yes, fine. But it doesn't mean that I shouldn't have my own individual walk with the lord we need to walk with the lord and um being someone let me we're we out of time someone talks about the tree that is planted by the rivers of water and in its season it brings forth its fruit in its season if you are planted by the rivers of water you will bring forth fruits and the fruits will be coming out in their season there are some of those plants that i read about some of them they annually they die <laughs> but some of these trees live for years and years and years, even hundred years. They are living. What kind of tree do you, what kind of root do you want to be? The one that dies off within one year? Maybe because the weather changed, then the person changes? No. 
Trees don't transplant themselves. Leaves fall off season after season. Branches break off. But roots are firmly planted. Make sure your root is planted and it's firm. It's not one of those ones on Lueta that, you know, the wind blew off. And I couldn't get to built up by him, built up in him. You need to be built up in him. Built up in him, not built up in any other thing. Not in your, even when you're talking about Christ, don't bring your earthly wisdom, your, your achievements in the world. It doesn't matter. Pastor Angela was saying something the other day and he said, in the whole process, the fact that Pastor had a PhD was not even mentioned. When he, gets to, when he got to heaven, nobody will ask him that. Brethren, I know we all have all those education and all that. I'm not due to educated. But let's leave that out of Christ. Be built up in the word of God. Not built up in psychology. Not built up in the things that people are saying out there. In politics. Some of us are built up in politics. In health. We can run through. No. Be built up in this. Be built up in Christ. Be rooted in Christ. That's the only thing that can stand the test of time. When the storms come, only the word of God. And it's not the word of God that somebody had a revelation of. You need to get your own personal revelation deep down inside of you. That you're saying, no shaking. I'm not moving. Amen. So we'll be established. <laughs> we'll be established in faith. Hebrews 13, 8 and 9. Let's quickly look at that then we'll close. Hebrews 13, 8, 9. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Be established, be rooted, be grounded. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us just bow down our heads. I want you to tell God. Tell God you want him to help you to be rooted. It's between you and God. God, I don't know. Your, I can't see your roots. Even my own, I'm struggling to understand it. Only God knows how deep I am or how shallow I am. So talk to God to give you wisdom so that your roots will be anchored to Christ and Christ alone, the cornerstone of our lives. Father, we are asking tonight that you would... Help us to be deeply rooted in you. To love you so we can seek you. Seek you when no one is watching. Seek you to know you and be known by you. Lord, help us to have deeper, deeper understanding of you. Knowledge of you. That no matter the storms of life, our anchor will hold. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.